What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, buddy. Today is your birthday, right? <clears throat> the actual day of, yeah. Um, 4.20 in the morning. 4.20 in the morning? That's yeah. cute. Before it was a cool thing. Before it was a cool thing. Yeah. Um, how old are you today? <clears throat> how many years young? Are you 50 yet? No. No. I may as well be, though. Fuck. 45. You're 45? I'm 45 today. Why, well, you thought I was older? I thought you were younger for Did some you reason. I was older? Yeah, I'm already losing my mind. I thought you were 44. Yeah, I mean, it depends on who you ask, I guess. There was, that, there was that year. Were you there? No, you weren't there. I think you were already down here, but I can't remember if it was like my 28th or my 38th birthday. Might have been my 38th. I've been here for 13 years, so I couldn't have been here for your 28th birthday. Right. I just remember like everybody was getting together at whatever bar we were at or something, and I remember like I was standing next to Terrell. And, like, somebody asked me, like, oh, hey, so what, how old are you going to be? Like, how old are you turning? Like, what's, what, what birthday is this or whatever? And I was like, oh, I'm turning 28. Or, or 29, I think I said. Oh, I'm turning 29. Or maybe it was 30. I'm turning, I can't remember which it was. It was how long ago. It was already so fucked up, John. But, so I was like, okay, I'm turning 29. And Terrell's like, no, you're not. You're turning 28, you idiot. I'm like, what are you talking about? This whole year, I've been telling people I was 28. And she's like, well, this whole year you've been wrong. Like, you've been 27. So, like, did I lose a year? Did I gain a year? Like, how does that work? I don't work? know. Like, you I, just forgot. Yeah, but I just, I, the whole year I thought it was 28. So now I get to be 28 again. Yes. You, so, you gained a year. So I gained a year? Uh-huh. Or did I lose a year not being 27? I mean, you both. <laughs> you gained another actual year, but you never got to be 27. Right. So am I 44 or 45? What by, do you want? this new count. <laughs> I don't know. You're 45, I think. Do you yeah. want a cup of coffee? I didn't ask. No, I'm okay. We've got some caffeine here to drink. Okay. Um, we should be fine with that. So, well... Yeah, it's been a while since we talked well, it's about been it. a very long while. Um, <clears throat> we have some... Uh, we're going to talk about your travels. Yes, and yours, uh, I think. And mine. Um, but first, how do you feel about forced meat? Well, it's delicious. What do you mean? Okay. You oh, like because of the sausages that I ate, and maybe yeah. I mean, you like sausages. Do we know what forced meat is? What is forced meat? It's forced through a machine, right? So it's like pates. I mean, it's a it's a pretty broad spectrum. Uh huh. You have I'm, a little. Co- you have a little coffee over there. I'm gonna have a little coffee. I mean, if you already have it made, I have it made. Do you oh, want some? Sure, I'll have a little. Yeah. Cup. I just didn't want you to have to make a cup. Well, I wasn't gonna make a fresh pot on on air. You wouldn't. You wouldn't make me, on my birthday, you wouldn't make me a fresh pot of coffee? <laughs> that's that's kind of fucked up, buddy. Not, not while recording, but... <laughs> Maybe people want to hear. Maybe. Is this a clean cup? It's clean enough. <laughs> Again, on my, on my birthday, I get some weird dirty cup. From I don't birthday. have another cup. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like I said, I mean, I live alone, and I've got I've got mm. the cups I've got. I do love that touch of cinnamon that you right? put in there. 
And I just um, read something on the internet that says you should never drink things that are flavored with cinnamon because that means somebody could have put poison in it. Drink up. <sighs> Happy birthday. <laughs> night, night. Um, what is... What... <laughs> If you put cinnamon in it, it covers up well, the if, taste if of you're, poison. If somebody gives you a beverage, like coffee or something, and it just has cinnamon flavored, then They're you, shouldn't, to kill you shouldn't you? drink it because it could have... Oh. It could be masking the, well, the poison. I'm drinking it too. Yeah. Not that it's like an Iocane powder situation Or if either, it's already but... in the, the weird dirty cup that you pull off your... Your windowsill. It wasn't even in the sink. It was just. Well, once did it have a plant? Is that no. even? Is that old coffee or is that dirt? Is that I think it might water? be old coffee. Good. Um, it hasn't been used for a very long time. Great. That cup. Whatever is probably dead. It's fine. That's what I'm saying. Bacteria. It's not like it's fresh bacteria. It's been yeah. sitting in the sun. Yeah. The sun right. sunlight kills everything. <laughs> Does it? It kills a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. How do you think um, they they make cultures and things, John? Like they. They leave bacterium out at like room temperature, maybe like a nice balmy ninety-eight degrees that the sun but is nothing, yeah. warming stuff to. Yeah, like just a little bit of protein and okay. <laughs> so you... I think it's gonna be okay. Well, we hope it's fine. Um, but forced meat pates, yeah, they're sausages, deli- they're delightful and delicious. Yes, yeah. there's um, a sausage that I was introduced to in Munich on my little trip. I don't want to. Well, that's ahead. fine, but you so you were introduced to a sausage. Well, so I was it sounds like the beginning inter- of a joke. Introduced to many, but I started mm-hmm. eating this one. It was like a, a fat little white one, and I started cutting into it. And the lady, the German woman that we were sitting with, was like, "No, no, 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 don't eat that." And I was like, "What? I mean, what? What else am I supposed to do?" And she's like, "No, no." And she shows me. She cuts it in half, and then begins stripping the meat out of the casing. And I was like, "Oh, you don't like you can't." Why wouldn't you just eat the casing? She's like, you can, but it's going to prevent you from tasting the meat. Like this particular sausage. Just just, just this one. Because the rest of them, you know, you bite into it and the sausage just, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all in there. But this particular one is kind of a delicate um, little matter. And then you slather them with the uh, a sweeter version of... of um, mustard? Mustard. Yeah, it was like a sweet mustard. Do we know what this one was called? Do you remember? I do. And I was going to bring it. And then my friend Dan was asking me if I... If I brought any mustard back from Germany, and mm. it was just like a packet. Oh, okay. And so, no, but the sausage, the name of the I sausage. I don't remember the sausage. Oh, yeah, but it was good? It was delicious. And I ended up ordering it on accident again later, because, you know, I can't, I don't speak German fluently enough. So we went to breakfast a few days later, and I was just like, I'll have the, the bratwurst, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah. Well, so I wanted to give you a gift for your birthday. Oh, thanks, man. I wrapped it myself. That is beautifully wrapped. It's, it's quite lovely. What's happening right now? This is your I'm birthday Opening gift. this online? Yes. What? <laughs> yes! A retro pop-up hot dog toaster. I love it. Do you know why I love this? Why? Well, because, I mean, sausages, of course, I like hot dogs. I get a little craving for a hot dog once in a mm-hmm. while. So what I'll do is I will you know, I'll sear the hot dog or I'll, I'll poke it. And I'll put it in the microwave, or sometimes I'll just like uh, put some like put it on a skewer and toast it uh, over the open flame on like the uh, over the burner. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, but the bun, I like a toasted bun. And so what I'll do is I'll 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 open up the one side of the you know like the the uh, how do you, how do you explain what I'm it's doing like a book hands here like yeah I'll open it like a book mm-hmm. and then kind of put it like an A frame over the top of the toaster. 
So it's not in the toaster, it's but then just... I'll put the, the thing down, and so the heat will kind of come up, and it'll toast the bun. No, I've never thought about that. Yeah, but it's it's a mm. process, and it fails sometimes. Like, if you're not paying attention, if the toaster's too, turned up to a little too high, because that heat goes straight up and just... It's still pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. and it'll burn your bun pretty, pretty quickly. You don't want to burn your bun. No, nothing worse when than a black When you're trying bun. to eat a sausage. Yeah. <clears throat> but this is great, buddy. I is that really what's like in this that? box? I hope so. I mean, I didn't open it. It's tamper-proof seal there. Okay. Well, you so yeah. You never know. Like somebody hands you a box, you're like, "Oh my god, a Burberry scarf!" And then you open it no, up, and it's, it's like, "Oh, it's a, uh, one old shoe." No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's actually what it is. A solitary left shoe. Mm. No, I was, that's awesome. I, Thank I you. I told man. my girlfriend, and she's like, "I said I I got him something. I don't think it's you know." I told her what. I showed her what, and. I was like, I don't think it's something he's going to use every day. And she's like, I certainly hope not. No, 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 no. Probably only when Devin goes out of town. <laughs> that you can pull it off and put it on the counter? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's also anything you would keep on the counter because you're not using it Yeah, I don't day, want it to live like, on the counter for no. sure. Um, and, I mean, we've discussed one work tools and how they kind of grade my nerves. Yeah. But this is, I think, an exception. This is an exception because yeah. the hot dog is an experience. Right. And if you can... And because of all... The... And two at a time. Because I like to eat two hot dogs mm-hmm. at a time. And know. the process you were just explaining is multifaceted and multi-stepped. Yeah. And requires no less than three to four different yeah. appliances. Yeah. You're right. It's not like I can do everything with a I chef's knife. load this thing up, put it down, clean everything up mm-hmm. while it's cooking the hot dogs and toasting the buns. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I have a clean workspace when I'm done. I just eat yeah. the hot dogs and then clean the plate. I don't know it's how fantastic. you clean the machine because there's going to be some oh, I'll hot to dog it. grease. I'll, I'll be cleaning it, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there must be a drip pan somewhere. I hope so. But you know, you can save that for gravy for Thanksgiving or something. Oh, that's heinous. That sounds like a <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do with food the meat crime? Fat? Is that a thing? <laughs> food crimes? Crimes against colonialism? <clears throat> Anyway, Crimes against that's, colonality. That's great, buddy. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Very sweet of you. Very I thought thoughtful. you would like that. Yeah, I do. Um, it says retro pop-up hot dog toaster, but I don't ever remember those being a thing. No, I think they just mean like the design of it. It oh. has that sort of 50s... Rounded you know, red. Mid-century future. Like everything was built like a spaceship back then. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. But maybe it was a thing. Like there might have been a period where they're like, look, honey, it's my hot, hot dog. toasters? Yeah. So, <clears throat> what do you want to do first here? You want to try and taste these? Yeah, so I brought a Coke and a Pepsi just to see if we... Okay. I was killing some time, but I was a little early <clears throat> to come here. So I, was just, I just saw them in there and I thought, yeah, I, I don't know if I can tell the difference. <clears throat> okay. So these two are... They're the thing. same. These two are the same and these two are the same. But I don't know which is which. That's definitely a Pepsi. Could he possibly know that? So it's been a very long time. They're both not that good. Um, oh, wait a minute. Or did I pour... Are these two the same? And these two are... This is the Pepsi in the glass glass. This is the Coca-Cola. You were so sure a second ago. <clears throat> I was because I haven't had a soda in a very long time. I'm not bragging. I'm just... Mm. Uh, this one's sweeter. Pepsi's always sweeter. I thought Coke was known to be sweeter. Mm-mm. I mean... But because it's a double, quadruple blind, I don't remember which... You don't remember. I don't remember what I put where. And again, I think maybe these are both Pepsi and those are both Coke. Mm-mm. No? 
they're different. Ugh. Yeah. Are those the same? I think so. Yeah. There's a little more carbonation and it's not quite as sweet. So that's the Coke? Or that's, that's the Pepsi? Coke, I think. <clears throat> yeah, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> well, here. They all taste the same to me. And then, uh, yeah, we've got the two cans there. See what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong, but no. I feel like the Pepsi is less sweet and has more carbonation. <clears throat> but I have no So idea. we have no, there's no resolution to this entire thing? I mean, I, what? Guess, I guess not. That was a terrible I idea. <laughs> well, I remember when I was a little kid, they had like these Pepsi challenges in the grocery stores. Yes. And like they would have like a, a little B. booth and you would come mm -hmm. in and as you're going into the grocery store, you'd like... Which one do you like better? Right, and then... you'd vote for which one you thought you liked and which one, like, they would ask you, like, do you prefer Coke or Pepsi? And so you'd check that box and then they'd taste the thing and say, which do you think this is, Coke or Pepsi or, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we, what do we decide? I don't know. And we have no way of proving either way. Right. I mean, I guess it, what I, I don't, I can't taste the difference and I don't care. <laughs> I think that's what I've just proven to myself. It's like, just sugar water. Yeah. What kind I, of soda do you drink at home? I don't really. Yeah. I mean, Devin, she likes Diet Coke, which is horrific. But mostly, I drink Lacroix if I'm going to have a soda. I drink a lot of milk. That's what I have. Yeah. Uh, the the LaCroix, fizzy water. The milk, yeah. yeah. Not the milk. I don't drink. Although coffee. Coffee. I, coffee. Um, I was a little disappointed. Um, so I make these smoothies. Um, <clears throat> most I've had days. Them before they burn my mouth sometimes. You, you love that ginger. <laughs> I didn't make this one with ginger. It was more of a kale <coughs> and like whatever nut milk they have on sale. Nut milk. Yeah. Any particular nut in your well, mouth? Well, we went with macadamia this time. Really? It was on sale, so I was like, it's I'll just absurd. grab a couple, <clears throat> a couple boxes, and I, you know, three. Sometimes you throw a banana in there. There's a little protein powder, whatever. Strawberries, frozen raspberries, whatever you have. Ugh, I can't wait for somebody to fucking get pissy in my face because we don't have cashew milk or something well absurd. you should have some cashew milk then on Ugh. um so i get this macadamia and yesterday i wasn't looking at it i made it i brought it to work i'm drinking it and it's really super sweet it's like sweeter than it's supposed to be than hmm. i'm used to and i was like my god this is really sweet and i was like oh maybe it's that new protein powder who knows mm -hmm. turns out i got vegnog what <laughs> so it was on sale of course because it was vegnog it was fake eggnog yes v, v vegan like it was there was no egg veg like veg we're not gonna v -E -G. tell you what's in yeah maybe that's <laughs> I can't it believe yeah. it's not butter so i've been making these is, smoothies though. with this fake eggnog that had like you know spices and was super thick mm -hmm. and i didn't know it so i was making kale vegnog Smoothies. Fucking Christ, buddy. I just want to get the greens in me. I'm so glad That's... you're not in charge of anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to get as much green into my body as possible. Sure, sure. Like 
time is... Don't they tell you you're supposed to eat these vegetables? Like, they've discovered that the whole juicing process is removing... Like, the maceration process is part of the digestion of the goodness. And when you juice these things, you're removing all the good parts and the fiber. It's all going in the blender, so I'm keeping it all. I'm not juicing. I'm not separating. You are correct. You do lose fiber um, with that. So I'm not doing that. But it's going in the blender. So I'm... It's... But I think you're still supposed to, like chew you're supposed to master it like you're the breakdown like you're the enzymes in your mouth incorporate like mix with the food in some way and help your body to break down when it gets further down the line like bananas and things like you're not getting any of the absorption this sounds a little vague nog to me <laughs> yeah i bet it fucking does i don't know but that's that's what i've been doing i've been letting the blender um do my chewing great have you tried to chew kale? You're like, no, it's I a ch- lot of chewing. Yeah, you you try it once and you're like, fuck this thing, and I'm never <laughs> eating this again. Or you just put it in a saute pan like a normal person. Yeah, but it, yeah, can't you I just suppose. can't you just throw some garlic in there and enjoy it? I could, like an adult. I won't. You know, um, this is terrible. This soda is terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't want to... Thumbs down to both Coke and Pepsi. I just, honestly, like, it's not very good. We want to follow with some Pringles? <laughs> yeah, let's follow with some Pringles. Um, I brought you Italian Pringles. Okay, so we'll start there. Open that one. <clears throat> what do we have? So on the, the journey from Florence to Rome, uh-huh. we stopped at a little gas station. They have these amazing little gas stations that have, like, they're not just, like, subways, but mm-hmm. there's, like, a man with, like, a deli, like, like cured meats, like, still on the animal like i don't know how to explain it but like um what do you call that um a butcher shop kind of yeah but all like cured stuff mm-hmm. and then yeah they'll make you a sandwich right there with this with these things and like a little cheese window but it's yeah it's not yeah it's not like what we have here and a little snacky place with things like chips, and I saw these Pringles, and I thought maybe you should try. And you some brought Italian. these all the way back, all the way, all the way back from. Of from all Rome. the things, of all the delicacies <laughs> from the ancient worlds, <coughs> in well, Rome, to, you can get charcuterie here. That's true. You can't get paprika, paprika flavored Pringles. You like paprika? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like Pringles? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It tastes like barbecue Pringles. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like a barbecue Pringle. They probably use a lot of paprika in barbecue. Probably. Um, I think there was some concern that Pringles wasn't actually a chip. Well, I mean, it's... It's made from something else. Not a, They can't say potato chip. It never says it there. Well, because it's not sliced off a potato. They puree the potato and then make a paste out of it and then form it. Mm. Like Doritos. It's like... Mm. So that's a corn paste that they do with Doritos? Yeah. yeah. It's like a tortilla. I mean, like... Corn's not coming out of the ground shaped like a tortilla, is it? No. But you're not comparing homemade tortillas to Doritos. No, but the process of like how they form the the maize the or whatever the paste, yeah. you know. Because you should, if you haven't. Hmm. I don't know if you eat a lot of tortillas at home or any at all. Sure. I mean, but I, my share, I guess. Go to El Molino mm-hmm. and just get a. a a dozen homemade or house-made tortillas or whatever. Handmade. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. They're fucking delicious. I try not to go to El Molino if I can ever avoid it. You just go in and get the get the tortillas no, you, and get out. Oh, yeah? 
Will they sell them to you without having to walk through their fucking kitchen? Yeah, I just turn around. <laughs> this place just annoys me so much. You don't like the mole? Or you just don't like the layout? I don't like having to walk through their goddamn kitchen. Or the first time, like, I wouldn't do it because it wasn't being explained to me very clearly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was, like, ordering off their little menu, and I was like, uh, can I get the shrimp tacos? And the girl's, like, standing behind the register. She's like, yeah. And she, like, kind of calls me over to her. I'm like, okay, sorry. So I walk over to her. And I'm standing in front of her. I'm like, I'll have the shrimp tacos. She's like, great. Did you want anything to drink? I was like, maybe one of those Coronas? And I pointed at the fridge behind me. And she's like, yeah, you can go get it. I'm like, I mean, all right, fuck. Like, they're being really vague about, like, what I'm supposed to be doing in there. And I'm just assuming that I'm going to figure it out and come to the table with every, all the answers. I don't know. It was really fucking annoying. So I go get my Corona. And I pay for everything. And I'm like, so where do I eat this? She's like, back there. And she points at the parking lot that's on the other side of the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, like, how do I, how do I, how am I supposed to get there? She's like, she like rolls right. She's like, Ugh. she's like kind of like points. She doesn't mm-hmm. tell me like you can walk through the kitchen or come right this way, sir. Like, there's none of this. And she just kind of like motions like at the same like at the door behind her. I'm like, all right, uh, that's weird. So I just walked out the front door and around the front of the building, mm-hmm. and then came around and sat down at a picnic table. You should go again. They were mediocre at best. No, the second time I went, I had the, I, I had it figured out. I went and got my Corona. I walked up to the thing. And I said, I will have the chicken nachos. Mm-hmm. She said, nachos with chicken. I was like, whatever you want to call it. Yes, that sounds great. Paid for it. And then I walked my happy ass through the kitchen. And I sat down at the table. My nachos arrived with both shaved beets and peas on it. It was like a fucking alien from Venus had been told what nachos were, and then they tried mm. to, like, manufacture They're like, oh, so there's a green vegetable on here? Like, it was Were they just, good? No. Peas and radishes? Jesus Christ. Well, <clears throat> if you go grab the 12-pack of tortillas, you just grab them off the shelf. The one time they didn't have any, and I wanted some, mm. and they made them. She, uh, the guy said, if you give me 15, 20 minutes, I'll have the woman who makes the tortillas make some fresh. They're better than anything you buy at the store. Yeah. They're really good. I bet. Like, like Waka del Carta, you remember that place? Mm-hmm. God, I miss that place. Is that still there? Do you know? Do I know if that Mexican restaurant well, in Ballard to, from ta- 2010 <laughs> is still there? You talk to the I people no, up there? I do, and I don't know. Oh, did you hear about Murray? I did hear about Murray. That's sad. Um, Murray Stenson was, uh, I think, in 2010, Murder voted Blur. best bartender in the country. Yeah. Bartender in Seattle. I know it was Seattle. Was it the whole country, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember, what was that, 13? When he was having his heart thing? Mm-hmm. And so we all, like all the bartenders, it wasn't like a, I don't know who organized it, but we all just kind of agreed to do this thing on a Saturday night where we're just all going to donate our tips. Yeah. We all put our tips in and raised like, what, like $100,000 or something? It was about $200,000 yeah. that everybody raised. And he only needed fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so he set up some other foundation or something like know. he ended up donating it to another thing and yeah, um but murray passed away a couple weeks ago and it's very sad and i mean he's had he had some health problems for the last obviously 10 years yeah. but um, a moment of silence for Murray the blur stinson yeah he was something else like they call him Murray the blur because he was fast yeah. and i was thinking about this um and i've met a lot of bartenders and worked with bartenders who were fast mm-hmm. but he seemed to 
do it in a way that seemed natural. Calm. Yeah. Whereas when I see other bartenders, they look frenetic. Mm-hmm. They look like over exaggerated. Well, like Joey, Joey Balsamo, mm-hmm. like he, that motherfucker was fast. Like he would bang out, mm-hmm. like they'd be six deep and then have three or four cocktail servers. Like, and the wheel would just be boom, going boom, crazy. Boom, and he boom. would just like, yeah, he would look like an octopus though. Like his yes. arms, he would just be like, bop, 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 mm-hmm. bop, 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 and he would just like, but he was like his el- he was all elbows and like his arms mm-hmm. were fucking everywhere, but he was so fast. Yeah. But Murray, yeah, he had like a, uh, was it like a a distillation of movement like he would just like i don't know how he it just did seemed it. calmer it yeah. seemed he was more so zen like yeah. i don't know but he was nobody wanted for a drink Mm-mm. and there was that one i just want to share the one story that i yeah. had where i met you at the zigzag okay <clears throat> it was like my first time having a drink there and you know he's it's murray and you know he's we all kind of sit around i think i don't know if uh uh will was there i don't know who else but um yeah, I had a, a gimlet. I had a, a gin gimlet. And then thought nothing of it. We had a great time. I think we had some octopus or something with that pesto. Probably. Uh, it was pretty great. And then like five years later, I was meeting you for a drink there or something. Sat up at the bar. I think I was waiting for you. And Murray's there and he was wearing like a red um, vest of some kind or something with like these gold buttons. And I was like, oh, you know, Murray, good to see you again. You know, it's been a while. He's like, Walter, gin gimlet? And I was like... <laughs> I got chills. Yeah, I was like, graphic memory. Too. Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. identical or something. Like it was insane. Like it. Yes. Still spooks me to this day. Like, mm-hmm. did, did you call him ahead of time and be like, "No, so Walter's gonna come back. He hasn't been no. there in five years." But he was. Yeah. That's exactly what he would do. He was amazing. Like capital so, M. I don't. You know, um, he made everybody feel like a friend. Yeah. I mean, and there's no way he could have known all these people personally, but like you just felt that way. I don't think I've, I don't know anyone who's ever been anywhere near as good nah. as him. They broke the mold on that guy. Um, but yeah, it was very sad to hear. I mean, and, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know that the lifestyle of a Seattle bartender has, the longevity, you know, I mean, he was 74 mm. and I don't know how many years he hadn't been behind the bar. I don't think he'd been working for a while, but like that shit takes its toll. Yeah. Like being there all those late nights standing yeah. on your feet. And I don't know that the, I don't know the extent of his health problems, so I don't want to, you know, speculate, but like it's a hard life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just about after every Friday or Saturday, every time I get my ass kicked, I always kind of think, how long how long can I do this? Like mm-hmm. am I am I really going to be able to do this 10 more years? Yeah. 20 more years? Am I going to be out there <clears throat> changing kegs and shaking drunk people off their stools? Cuz you know, I mean, I don't want to make it a cautionary tale more <laughs> than it is like how cool he was and to be around and I wasn't even around and you know, we weren't around in the 90s when he was working at El Bistro and like mm-hmm. that was the super heyday of Seattle bartending. And, you know, we kind of came in at like 2005, 6, 7 mm-hmm. through 10, 12, whatever it was. Well, no, um, we were. And it was still pretty cool then. But, yeah, you know, right. yeah. he was just, I don't know, man. Like there were just several times where you'd come in and I, was, or I would go in or various places or whatever 
zigzag and I think I went to like um I went to a vermouth symposium (laughs) one Sunday morning in like some loft in South Seattle. Mm -hmm. And there's all these, you know, handlebar mustaches and vests and, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything you could imagine from a Seattle mixologist via circa 2007. And he was there um, and he kind of gave me a little smile and a nod and... I kind of went and sat down next to him and, uh, you know, how you doing and whatever. And we had obviously met at some point before. And I knew Nabil, who worked with him or, you know, knew him from, like, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there was, like, slightly more connection. But, like, I was just another asshole, mm-hmm. you know. But he he kind of had this feeling about him of, like, yeah, this is all kind of ridiculous bullshit. But also... We should probably know about the new vermouths that are on the scene. Right. Because I want to know all of it. Right. And like, so that was, there was this sort of like, he understood the the bullshit, bullshit. (laughs) but he also understood it was important if somebody comes in and says, oh, hey, I heard about this new vermouth. You're like, I got it right here. Or yes, I know about it. It's great with this. It's not so good with this. Right. Let's do this. That it's important to, you know, that there was no, he had no ego about any of this stuff. Um, Bartender without ego is rare indeed. It's the only one I know. Um, you know when he when he left the zigzag and maybe you were you were there, and he went to go work at Cannon, which was the Jamie Boudreaux whiskey bar Do I know on Can- Capitol Hill. Gannonburger. Oh no, Cannon. <clears throat> what am I thinking of? Canlis. Canlis. That's where Gannonburger is. Yes. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. He went. Oh, he went up to Cannon. He went up to Cannon, and he which had, is just pouring whiskey. It's not even. Do they make cocktails up there? They have all kinds of crazy. Jamie Boudreaux is insane. I mean, he well, was. I know, yeah, Boudreaux's got his culinary chops for sure. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but he was going to have to use, start using a measuring cup because that's the way that it was at Cannon. And Murray said, "That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's I'm taking that's the job. Want. Sure, this is what the job requires. I'm not above it." Mm-hmm. And he just did it. And he never once complained about it or said that he was better than it or said he wouldn't do it. He just did it. I only do it when my boss is watching. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I mean, I feel like <sighs> in a place like Cannes, because sure, that maybe they have a full bevy of cocktails with a whole menu, right? Yeah. But the real thing about Cannon is it's a three-story building and it just goes all the way up to the mm-hmm. ceiling. Like, to that vaulted ceiling high of whiskeys from around the world or whatever, like, you know, dating back God knows how long. I mean, it's a whiskey yes. library. Yes. And so when you're, you've got a $500 pour of, you know, a 600-year-old blended scotch, I mean, it's like, yeah, you're going to jigger that fucker out for sure. Because right? we're not giving away anything. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you're getting your ounce and a half and that'll be that. So. And I get and respect that. But when, like, my boss doesn't understand that the pour spouts are designed to measure, like, the count. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can count the one, two, three right into the jigger. But if I'm making six cocktails, like, I'm not going to sit there and jigger, jigger. Like, one, two, three, jigger. One, two, three, jigger. One, like, I don't have time for that. I'm going to line up my mixing tins and I'm going to mm-hmm. count across the board. And then I'm going to count again with the sugar and I'm going to count again with the, you know. And I'm going to bang these cocktails out and they're going to be delicious. And they are, they are being measured, that's, the, I think, the misconception. The free pour is not necessarily an unmeasured pour. Would you not agree with that? I, I, would, I would agree with that. In the right hands. Sure. I think I think the thing is when you have 
bartenders of different skill levels, and you have to fair. make a you kind of have to make a rule for everyone. That's fair. I, you know, I would love to be able to say, you know, wouldn't it be nice if I could pay you more because you have more experience? But we both know that that's not how it fucking works. No. Unfortunately, the guy who has no experience who just got hired makes the same amount as you. Well. And <laughs> not at the end of the day when we're counting our ducats. <laughs> Understood. Understood. But <clears throat> every place um, I work, like <clears throat> my compatriots are always like, how the fuck are you walking with $300 right now? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, kid. Like mm-hmm. I engage with the people. I mean, I make far more money when I, you know, or le- am less busy. I mean, if the bar is packed and everyone just wants a Bud Light, sure, I can pop off 200 Bud Lights and make $200 at the end of the night. Or one person can sit there and we could just hang out. We'll have dinner with them and I'll recommend some wine and an after, you know, an aperitif or a cocktail at the end. And then they're going to tip me $200, you know, and that's more often than not how it works out where I'm at. And it's just. Yeah, Yeah, we're not selling the the $600 bottle of wine on Saturday night. You're selling it on Tuesday night, on Monday night. Exactly. Uh, But yes. Murray was great. Um, a lot yeah. of great bartenders out there, but he—I mean, he taught. He's—I mean, everybody. He inspired half the fucking bartenders in Seattle, at least. At least half, if not more. Right. Um, <clears throat> anybody who's a bartender now knows about him, even if they never knew him. Yeah. Um, there was another story um, <clears throat> when I there was this thing called night school at the Sorrento Hotel. Do you I know where I the Sorrento that. Hotel is? I used to live above it. I needed to ask you because I have all this, so all the bartending stuff that I sold you and then needed to borrow again for a party. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but um, there was a little book that had night school and it had the recipes in it. Maybe you, maybe it didn't come with it. The recipes you Did gave those... me separately. Uh huh. There's a big stack of papers and recipes from all over the place. Yeah, and that's in my library, which is in boxes. Okay. Buried. But you, so you do have it. It's somewhere. Yeah. Great. All I don't those need recipes, you to find like, it. I compiled it with my okay. notes and recipes and like other ones from the Balmar and like everywhere I've ever worked, you know, like you have those mm-hmm. stacks of miscellaneous I have little some papers. In this box, but yeah. yeah. You just okay. you accrue like little yeah. you're like, hmm, this is an idea, and you just kinda yeah. jot down a weird cocktail. Which is such a weird thing to do when you think about it. <laughs> That's what you do. Um So he was he was one of the many bartenders, and there was another one who was like had a he had a YouTube channel, but nobody, like, not many people, I don't want to give names, but nobody really respected this dude. It was just like, he just was some geek who, you know, played as if he was a bartender. Mm-hmm. Murray was one of these people. So it was like a list of, you know, like a bunch of stand-up comedians going to do a show. And so you show up. And so I got there and I was super nervous because, like, I'm being a total geek here. Mm-hmm. I paid money to mm-hmm. go watch a guy make a drink that I'm not going to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of hang back and I'm sitting in the lounge, like, and he comes from back behind the kitchen or whatever and he sees me. And so again, we've had some, you know, contact in the past and he like motions me up like here, have a seat at the bar. Like you're supposed to be up here. Mm-hmm. And I was all super nervous and weird. And so he made a couple of drinks. I think he made like a Manhattan or an old fashioned and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of talking about these things. And then he made his signature cocktail, which was called the Hot Charlotte, which I stole. <laughs> you might remember from the Balmar when I worked there. Maybe not. Did but you it was... rename it? No, I don't think so. I don't remember uh, Hot Charlotte. I just said it was his. When somebody <clears throat> asked, I told everybody. I mean, yeah. I didn't... I just put it on the menu. I guess I didn't steal it. I didn't say it was mine. But it was Hendrix Gin, St. Germain, 
lemon juice, and then a dash of Tabasco. Just go back again. Hendrix. Hendrix gin. Saint Germain. You don't have to say gin. Just say Hendrix and what? You're <laughs> fucking them up with my brain here. Hendrix. Hendrix. Saint Germain. Germain. Which is an elderflower liqueur. Yes. Lemon juice. Okay. Which is a citrus fruit. And then <laughs> Tabasco. Okay. So oh, okay. So he named it after the Saint Germain rep at the time. So he's already flattering his reps. Sure. Oh, um, Charlotte was the rep. Charlotte was the rep. <laughs> but, oh, watch out for those bartenders. So the thing that I thought was really cool about this drink, and the thing that I learned from it, mm-hmm. was that it was simple. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It didn't require any sort of weird ingredient that you couldn't get at any bar mm-hmm. anywhere, or you can buy those things at the grocery store. Yeah. And make that drink. It doesn't require some weird bitters or esoteric liqueur. So is it an ounce and a half of gin? Probably. Half ounce of Saint Germain. Maybe three quarters. An half ounce, ounce of and then an ounce of uh, lemon or lime. You said lemon. Lemon juice, and then just a dash of Tabasco. Mm-hmm. Two dashes. Maybe a dash. I mean, I don't know. Depends. But one of the things, you know, the way that he... So he's making he's making it all, and then he goes... And he's talking about the Tabasco. He's like, or, you know, whatever hot sauce you have laying around. Mm-hmm. And it was just the casualness with which he was explaining, like, you can just make this drink however you want to make it. This mm-hmm. is how I make it. But go ahead and, you know, play around with it. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. So it doesn't have to be so ordered and structured. And if you stray from within the rules, then all of a sudden you're a bad bartender or something like that. Right. And it was sort of like he would demystify the whole thing. Yeah. And that was I love that. That was the moment where I was like, wow. So you can do both. Mm-hmm. You can have all of the esoteric knowledge. You can make all of the precise cocktails that require precise measurements. And you can just have fun with it. And make a drink that people like. Yeah, like the last word. I mean, it's disgusting if you do, if you go over or under on mm-hmm. any of those ingredients. Right. But like... If you do it right, it's yeah. a beautiful... you know, And that's what he was famous for, was bringing that back mm-hmm. in 2002. I thought he invented it, but yeah. yeah I, mean, <laughs> I, I For so many years, I, I was like, oh, it was invented by Murray Stenson. <laughs> I realized now it's like... It was a hundred-year-old cocktail that <laughs> right. was invented by Murray Stenson. Yeah, right? Um, so, yeah. So... R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah. Murray Stenson. <laughs> um, tip your bartender. That's nice. Tip your server. Tip your server. Tip anybody who... You know, I, I saw something on a, um, <clears throat> some news thing about tip fatigue. And I mean, yeah. we don't need it. I mean, certainly I can't afford to tip everyone every time somebody turns a... Yeah, I mean, you go to buy something in retail, they turn that <laughs> thing around to you and you're like, sorry, fucking what? Like... Why would I? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't tip the my first bartender. Holy shit! In the airport, I was. Which airport? Uh, where the fuck were we? I've been in so many airports the last couple of days, my friend. Shit, where were we? Mm. I think I was coming back. I was. I think I was in New York. No. Yeah, yeah, it was New York. So you were in JFK. Yeah, and there was like um, we just had a few minutes. Uh, and uh, I think our plane was delayed, but our, our gate was right next to this bar, and it was the bar for a sandwich shop. And I was like, I don't want anything. I'm just really thirsty because we had been running our our plane out of Italy to come home, like mm-hmm. left an hour late, and That's then they had like headwinds or something. So then we arrived like an hour and a half late, like, and our flight we had like a very small window, so we literally sprinted across the airport in Amsterdam to get to our next flight where they were just about to leave us there and there was a woman out on the in the hallway like looking for people because like 
half the plane were Americans going to JFK to come back to America. And so, like, half the plane was from our plane. And so they're like, where the fuck is everybody? So she's out there. And I was like, I'm here, I'm here. And, you know, she's like, I was like, there's more people. And she gave, I gave her my name and they stopped the gate and, like, let, they waited for us. But we're all hot. And, like, I just wanted some water. Mm -hmm. And so I go up to the bar and there's, like, no seats available. So I kind of go to the end of the bar. And this is after you get back. This is after I, yeah. That we've flown, you know, across the pond, you know. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just waiting at the next gate. And I'm just like, I'm still in these stupid clothes and I'm just, I've been up and asleep and up and asleep and I'm just, you know, jet lagged. And I just, I finally, this guy gets up and leaves because this woman was not acknowledging my existence standing at the end of the bar at all. Like she wouldn't come anywhere near me. So I finally like, I sit down, she finally comes over and I was like, do you just have like a, a bottle of water or something I could purchase? And she says, you can get bottles of water at the sandwich shop and starts walking away from me again. I'm like... And I look over the sandwich shop has a line, you know, wrapped mm -hmm. around the tarmac. I'm just like, I'm sitting up at the bar, which is basically empty. I'm like, I'm just thirsty. So I was like, can I just, she finally comes back. And I'm like, can I just uh, get a Coke or something? And she's like, she says, we don't have Coke products. And then turns away from me again. And she starts to come back. And I was like, Do you, I just need a soda or something to drink. She's like, is Pepsi okay? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Thank you. And she finally serves me the Pepsi. The bill is like $3.98. She put it in a cardboard cup with a straw and just like, you know, flips the little thing around and offers me the option to tip her. And I was like, no, not today, you dumb fucking asshole. <clears throat> How do you turn just selling a fucking Coca-Cola to something? Like, that is the epitome of not what we are supposed to be doing. Making somebody feel unwelcome? I mean, I... I don't want to make anybody feel unwelcome, but, you know, I also don't want them to be too cozy. I need them to get up. I need that table, hey, Walter. Give me a bottle of water. I will vanish before your very fucking eyes. And I probably would have tipped you. I would have tipped her five fucking dollars on I, a bottle of water. I know you would have. She just pulled a bottle of water out of her fucking little ass. She would have fucking had an extra $5 bill in her pocket. Yeah. And I know she's got bottles. Of, she could have been Perrier. She could have been like, oh, for a bottle of water, all I have is this. All I have is this, this two liter thing of, of Perrier. I'd and be it's like, going to be ten fifty. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, be like sold, great. great. Yes, Here, that's put, what I wanted. Yeah, I'll put down five for yourself, hot Charlotte. <laughs> yes, but no, she couldn't fucking be bothered to even be civil. So I want to, um, I. Well, we need to try this chip. I'm sorry. To oh, hear we that. haven't tried the party we have, chip. We haven't tried the party chip. So this is a because um, I want to get to actually maybe a little chronologically asking you about your trip. Yeah, no. Um, but let's chips dore, sapore vivace, party San Carlo. Sapporo vivace. Mm-hmm. Uh, S a p o r e. Is that maybe the flavor Sapporo? I think party is the flavor. I don't know. Sapore. Hmm. That's Sapore. <coughs> How is that I, one? I think that's just a chip. There's nothing really party about that. I prefer the paprika Pringle. Yeah. Yeah, it's plain. Are you giving these to me, or are absolutely? You... <laughs> yeah, you better believe it, kiddo. I'll bring them to work. There you go. They'll they'll vanish there. Um, Kids will love them. So I know you have to go, but yeah, I 
catch my bus. So I wanted to start with um, just your experience at JFK Airport and the TWA um, Hotel. Oh, yeah. Um, which I got to spend about four or five hours there on a trip I took, you know, recently too. But yeah, it's cool. Tell huh? me, what are your what are your thoughts on the TWA Hotel at the JFK Airport? I mean, I feel like there was a bit of hype in there, you know. <laughs> I mean, I was really excited about it because I love that weird retro shit, mm-hmm. and I'm super glad that somebody came along and threw some money at it and kind of refurbished it, because it's a you know it harkens to a simpler, better time of our past. You know, things were classy and nice. You got dressed up for air travel. Yeah, and there was you know they architects took time to make interesting environments for people to be. Airlines in. didn't treat you like shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we went and had a little drink up at the little bar and waited because we had a yep. four-hour layover and. It was super cute, and um, yeah, I liked it very much. Everything in there. The gift shop. My bag broke. <coughs> Not their fault, mm-hmm. but we were just looking around, and I was like thinking about other bags for like mm-hmm. a half a second, which is odd. And then the, the little metal part of my bag snapped apart. And I'm like, in the middle of a leg of a journey, you know. I need that bag. Yeah. We're just starting out. Like, we're leaving to go to Europe for mm-hmm. like two weeks. So I had to like tie it. It's all super. Janky. You didn't get a new bag at the TWA. I did not. Okay. No, 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 no. I wasn't gonna take out a home loan. Like <laughs> everything in there is like, <clears throat> yeah. It was a little sparse. Mm-hmm. Um, just the layout. It was a lot of open space. Yeah, I thought. I mean, which is how it. You know, there used to be mm. fewer people, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's really how the world was. Um, I found it to be a a nice repast from where I was coming from because we had just spent three days in New York City and it was like 85 degrees Mm. and the humidity was high and it was muggy and it was sweaty. Mm. That first night at the Airbnb was like, it wouldn't cool down. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. And so, and it got... No AC at the Airbnb? They did. They had one little window unit Mm. and the guy's like, yeah, I just turned it on. And I'm like... You could have turned this shit on two days ago, bud. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you knew we were coming? You knew we were coming. Wow, what a dick. Yeah. So um, it did eventually cool off, but after all that hot and sweaty and you know all that shit, being able to go to the hotel, did you get a room? No, no, no. Oh. No, we just hung out there for like a couple hours. Oh, because it was just about, it was just one quick layover. Yeah. Okay. So I got a room for four hours. You can get rooms for four hours. There's a pool, which we didn't get to. but um, uh, So being able to check in and have like an air-conditioned proper bed to like mm. take a little nap in, mm-hmm. to take a proper shower, you know, not that the shower in the Airbnb wasn't proper, but it was just somebody's apartment, mm-hmm. you know. It was so nice. We sat up the, the bar where you were at. Mm-hmm. We went to a little restaurant and got some meatballs, Caesar salad. Nice. Um and just we were able to like take a shower and relax for but just a little get bit to the before. Pool? There just wasn't time. By the time mm. we got there, a little bit late. Did you see it? No, no, I didn't. I heard yeah. about it. I didn't get to see. I it. I wanted to. Yeah. I will next time. Next time, I'm going to stay the I'm, night. I'm going to stay the night there so yeah. that we can get in the pool. Um, well, night, but it was really nice. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's a cool environment. I hope it. I hope it maintains its momentum i hope people continue to go there and visit and throw money at them so they can keep it alive mm-hmm. when it was there it was kind of like like you say sparse like it was kind of yeah you know, it kind of felt like they're running out of steam <laughs> which worried me because it's i feel like it's an, it's an important institution to kind of maintain 
Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, I think it's really cool that it's right fucking there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you you were taking an international flight, so you probably had to take the um, take a air shuttle or whatever to mm-hmm. Terminal Five or One or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I was flying from JetBlue, so I was flying from New York to California. So my flight was right fucking there. Very. Nice. It was just like down the hall. Yeah. So. I will definitely be taking JetBlue and staying at the TWA hotel <clears throat> next time. Yeah, we went in, checked our bags, and then we came up and we had like a, f- a few hours. Okay. So we like got rid of our luggage. And Devin, that, that's nice, too. Devin had like f- four bags. Four I mean, giant wheeling bags. I mean, you need what you need. Do you? <laughs> One of them, I swear to God, was just shoes. Well, yeah, you never know. You're going to need some sensible you do, flats. You know, you do. Some know, walking you know, shoes. You just decide. Like, a couple pairs. I've got, my black ones. Like, I'm mm-hmm. pretty much wore, I brought a pair of tennis shoes just to have, like, mm-hmm. a... But my black shoes are for, very comfortable. I wear them for work because there's mm-hmm. lots of cushion. Walking them all day. Flip-flops, sandals. Absolutely not. You don't need sandals or flip-flops. You don't need them? No. Nobody does. There's no... There's, never no, should have been, there's no beaches in Italy? No. Not where we were. No. Oh, okay. we were in Tuscany and Rome. Oh, well, well, <laughs> well. Um, so let's start. Um, we're gonna do this in parts. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, the flight to Munich. I want to talk to the flight to Munich and and the city. What you the flights to Munich and the city? Mm-hmm. Let's start there. What it you you had that written down in the notes? Yeah. So you flew from JFK to Munich? Did we? Yeah. <laughs> I should have had more pass? detailed notes. Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> it was pretty great. I don't know what to say. Like, uh, it was long and... It's like another six, seven hours? Eight hours? Something like that. And you show up and it's... And they had that... those Delta, which was amazing. I you like Delta? I absolutely love them. They love to fly and it shows? Yeah. No, for sure. They were super nice to us. Coming back, though, was, the Italian airline was absolute fucking shit. But everything else was Delta, and it was great. But and you, you touched down in Munich? You did. This is the fatherland. Munich. This is where your family's from. Originally, originally, sort of. Right, yeah. As far as anybody's relatives are concerned, sure. Okay. Or you haven't traced the lineage. You, this was not like a family No, no, no. We have a friend, Kathy, who she has an apartment there and some friends who mm-hmm. live there and have lived there for, you know, generations. And so they have this stomp dish, like a big table, in one of the main tents on Oktoberfest. So it's like this huge fair, there's a carousel and all this shit, and you walk in and there's a million of these giant tents that are, you know, the size, well, size of a small football stadium or basketball stadium or something and each one is like we were in the Lowenbrow I think and there's like a huge uh, carousel in the middle with like a band on top of it mm-hmm. and they're just playing like weird retro 80s songs and then <laughs> and these big stompish tables mm-hmm. you know and they're reserved and so we go in and we get to our little table and it was us and like uh, six of their other friends were sitting around and then they're like get up get up get up and everyone's like getting up on the table and we put one foot on the table and you're swinging your stein yeah and steins were being cracked and oh I took a picture of the glassware situation cause I'm like look at all these like these these steins were like the size of a gallon yeah they were like these enormous how does were... anyone drink that much beer 
<laughs> there's plenty of time, my friend. Like, there's you're there for hours. Like, it's just hours and hours of. You don't drinking. like beer. Well, that's that's the same size Stein. Jesus, this is actually in Italy. Okay, so this is like I was. This is in like this part of. Uh, was this in Rome? Rome is in Italy. Right, but I can't remember which town I was in. Well, like, should like, I tell you? Doesn't don't you get the information here? Yeah. What are you like, talking about? Open that up. Watch. Okay. And then... Where was it taken? Does it tell you anything? It's weird that information is even there. But um, oh. but it's this... Fin- or not financial, but uh, like a shopping district. Okay. And so Devin's off shopping. And I'm like, no thanks. I'm going to go sit down and have a beer. And so I just ordered this beer... And the guy comes out with this plate of sandwiches. And I was like, no, 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 I didn't. And he's like, it's with the beer. I was like, all right. <laughs> Fucking what? So anyway, it's the size of beer. Um, Coliseum. So yesterday's club sandwich is today's beer snack? Or... Apparently. <laughs> yeah, so that um, was Rome. Well, let's back up. Let's go back to Oktoberfest. I'm, I'm trying. Okay. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I know. I'm thumbing through because I want to show you the picture of the... You can look through them all in the, like the gallery so you don't have to I don't to know thumb. how to do that. I can show you. I don't know how to do any of this. Your iPhone could do a lot of magical things, Walter. Go to your photos. Well, I just don't know which photos. Photos. Right. No, that's not photos. It's one thing. That's Google photos. photos. Yeah, and that's not what I want, right? I don't think so. The little this one. Yep. There you go. Fuck off. And then, no, that's, just, okay. Look at that. Look at all those photos. So, um, so yeah, so Oktoberfest. Why is Oktoberfest in September? Um, well, it's the end of September, beginning of October. It's okay. Bringing it in. And they actually call it like Weissen or something else. They have a different okay. name for it. Oh, we, yeah. So it's just like, they have just these machines. Giant. Rooms full of just this one... There's not like sizes of beer. You don't say you get, I'll have a schooner. You just Can get I just this get one... a half a beer? No. Like, no, just, you get you get the you get this. If you order a beer, ounce. yeah. Yeah. Um and so they just have these rooms where they, there's just like 12 people in there and they're just shoving these dishes. things like this thing does not stop. It's just like washing 100 at a time just there's washing And they're signs. constantly being cracked. Like, because you're mm-hmm. sitting there and somebody will just be like, Prost! And just like come up behind you and like crack your fucking glass. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, they're they're crazy. I was drinking And then there's somebody glass. who just hands you another one and cleans well, up. Well, the... somebody's walking by with like another thing. And you're like, uh, uh, and you show them like your chip glass and he just hands you another beer. Yeah. And you're just like, cool. <laughs> like, no one cares. Um, what does one wear until October There's 1st? a guy drinking a beer while he's washing glasses. Well, Yeah. <laughs> You would be too if you were washing that many glasses in a day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, what was your question? Was I said, what does one wear to Oktoberfest? Well, I was wearing my grandfather's lederhosen. So your grandfather had lederhosen. So was he from Germany? Uh, I mean, he was German, as German as, you know, anybody, I suppose. He's German-American? There's that sausage. That's the white talking. sausage. Right. What else you got there? Is that some sort of kraut? I ordered all of the sausages. So they've got this menu. Mm-hmm. Here's the menu. Beautiful. And then there's like, I didn't get a picture of that other page. Fuck me, Walter. You're terrible. You're terrible. Oh, wait, I did. So there's this one section that says sausages. And I said yes. To all of them. I will have the these, these three. And the guy's like, 
which I don't understand. I was like, yes, this, 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 one of, he's like, you want three? I was like, one of each. So three, you know, it took us a few minutes, but he's like, okay, mm-hmm. you want one of each of the, mm-hmm. so he brings me all the sausage things. Okay. And, um, I can't read it. I can't bear. Why Stefaner? Okay. And of course, you know, our friend Kathy and some of the other locals are just kind of looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? And until I actually ate all of them. And they're like, oh, okay. Here it is. So that one was the... I think that was the middle one. Mm-hmm. Which the, is the par, par wiener wurzel. Okay. Yeah. That was the white one. <clears throat> I believe so. So you ate fifty dollars worth of sausage, fifty fucking German 26, francs. <laughs> almost yeah, thirty something. Okay, thirty yeah. something, thirty eight dollars. All right. Yeah. And, and so the, the beers were fourteen each. Hmm. That sounds fair. Yeah. For a gallon of beer. For a gallon of beer. Um. How long were you in Munich for? Three or four days. Okay. I think maybe five. That's fine. Yeah. What else did you do besides drink beer? I mean, it wasn't just Oktoberfest. No, we only went the one night, like to the actual. But it's going all week. Yeah, it's going, and then the week after that, I think it goes. It just keeps. They're probably still in there drinking to this day. <laughs> but yeah, we went to the Munich uh, Museum that they have got there of technology and sciences, which is pretty cool. Um, we ate every time we would stop somewhere and see something that was going on. We just go to the street fairs and. Eat sausages and pretzels, and she got a dirndl. What? A dirndl is that dress that the girl, like the beer maid dress outfit. She got one of those. Did you see the picture of her wearing that? Maybe, but so the dirndl, and you have the lederhosen. Yeah. What are you guys doing for Halloween? <laughs> Not that. Not that? Yeah. Well, there's her little. Yes, yes, very nice. That's, <laughs> Cleavage hanging that's out. a good picture. It's a very good picture. That's probably the best picture I've seen you take, or at least the ones you posted. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> you have this um, uncanny ability. Um, if you go to Walter's Instagram, it is art in the way that he takes some of the most terrible pictures <laughs> I have ever seen on the internet. There's just like, there was one where you were like, see my view from the window or something. And like, your face is kind of like half blacked out. <laughs> like it's just, it was just the most awkward angle. And I was like, are you doing this on purpose? <laughs> is this like some sort of David Lynch-esque like? <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah, I was trying to get a self. Well, I wanted to capture the Tuscan hillside behind me. But like, like you, you saw the picture of me with the, um, the Medusa's shield yes. face. Yes. So like as I'm sitting there in this room, right, and each of the tourists takes their turn standing in front of this thing and mm-hmm. taking a picture of it. And I'm like, you can get a postcard downstairs. Like you can get a better picture. Like why does it need to be on your phone and why is that... So I can say I was there. Yeah, so I took a selfie in front of it and I'm like, well why would I just take a picture of like, I'm going to mm-hmm. make a face. So I was like and I made the yeah. little Medusa yeah. face and no, that's great. made it entertaining and now you can see I'm in the environment. And the main thing that gave me the idea was my buddy Rich Many, many years ago, I'm sure I've told pictures, stories about him. I don't know. He's the one that bet me 50 bucks that I couldn't walk back to school in my underwear in culinary school. Did yeah. Did you know that story? No. It's pretty funny. Anyway, he still owes me 50 bucks. Son of a bitch. But anyway, he would go on these trips. He went on a trip to Paris and came back. 
And he had all these pictures. And this is, I think, pre-cell phone era. So he had actually taken a camera with him, right. handed it to strangers and said, hey, can you take a picture of me here? And mm-hmm. they would take a picture of him standing in front of a wall. No outside. like So he comes back with a stack of pictures. He's like, there's me in, in front of this church. Or there's me in front of this thing. There's me. In, and we're just like. It looks it's not, just you it's just standing you. in front of a wall. Like, these are the stupidest <laughs> pictures I've ever seen. Like, why would you... You have no environment. Like... You're not showcasing anything. Yeah. It was just... It was the... Yeah, so... I'm teasing, but... Um, you're not just, wrong. It was just... But it was just perfect. It was like you couldn't have done it... <laughs> any worse. Any worse. But the clouds uh, looked amazing. Yes. See, like, no, it, I'm that was sure amazing. It was a... I, I posted it because I when I looked at it, then later I was like, oh, wow, that swirl of clouds really came out. Yeah, like they didn't. A lot of times, if I had tried to take a picture of that swirl of clouds, it would not have come out so well. Clouds are pretty amazing. I thought so. Um, bring up your Instagram. I want to see. I want to see this picture. I should have had this ready. I don't have it. Which what? The Tuscan uh, villa. The Tuscan Which I do want to do Italy separate here, um, and then your way back. This thing. Yeah, I mean it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, but like comically your face is terrible. it's comically terrible. <laughs> the, you are right; it is a beautiful picture of the. It's just like it's overexposed on one corner. It's totally well because underexposed. it's natural light, and yeah, I could have like gone through with a filter and been like. It put, makes you look like way more balding than you are. Yeah, I look way bald in that picture too. <laughs> you look yeah, way bald. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the picture I was I like, do hate that is about he doing it. that shit on purpose? <laughs> it doesn't like, even look like me. How did you it? take the worst picture of Italy possible? What's the best picture of Italy? It's beautiful. It's, it's the yes. worst picture of me yes. <laughs> in Italy. Yes. Um, and then the moonlight one. That's a great one. That's a trying one. to get. You cannot capture the moon. You cannot. And you found. You saw the me. Yes. James and so. Yes. And there's the Medusa one. See, that's a good picture. Yeah. That's a great picture. Um, and so you had sausage. You had beer. Had sausage you had and beer. What was um, the? What was your? What was the worst experience in Germany? What was the most difficult? The worst thing? experience in Germany. Was there one? I mean, uh, I mean, everything was pretty great. We didn't have a bad experience. We didn't get robbed or anything. People were very nice. Did you walk? Did you drive? Did you take buses? We mostly, we mostly took cabs because okay. we could like put in the destination and show them to the cab driver, and he would just oh. take us. He'd be like, "Yeah, that's smart." And he, would, he would just like nod and then charge us. You know, you can watch the meter, right? And um, uh, our friend Kathy is really big on uh, uh, the train system. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, the first day she met up with us, um, she took us down. There's, like, a subway depot, like, under our hotel. So we went right down Mm -hmm. there. She showed us how to buy the tickets. So we put in a few uh, euros and got these little things out. She's like, now you just kind of chunk it in the thing and you can ride all over. And we're like, but as an English-speaking person who kind of understands the layout of the city that I live in, like, Seattle... And, like, trying to understand that map of, like, wait, so is this the blue line that goes here? I'm trying to get to Ballard. Like, what time is the U? Is that a, wait, is that a, is that a J or a 1? Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, try to break down a map that I understand in my own country to get to a destination that I'm familiar with. And now you've transported me to fucking Germany. And I don't get the language. I don't understand the layout. And these weird Byzantine like purple lines that are crossing blue lines and wrapping around them. And I'm like, 
no. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not going to learn this. I'm not going to figure this out. And I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to entrust my safety to my understanding of this map. So <laughs> we, we rode the subway a bit with her where she would kind of like take us like, oh, and then we'd pop out on the other mm-hmm. side. And she'd be like, and this is where this is and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, great. We're getting in a cab. Goodbye. And we like, take the cab back to our hotel. And that was the end of that. Okay. But. Because <clears throat> I would love to go on the Munich subway. I am fascinated by subways. We did it. I love. If, if you got time, yeah. You got time. Yeah. Get on the train. Mm-hmm. Let it take you a couple stops down. Get out. And you're not too far away. You know, you can walk back or just get on the other side. And, the other side and, and go the other maybe, way. But you might end up on the other side. Of t- like you might just. If you don't get on the right train. In a tangled <laughs> loop. You could end up and you don't even know where you are. And eventually you're going to walk up to a cabbie and be like, can you take, you me, take back me home? To yes. this? And they will just take you home. Be like, so yeah. you're just, you were just omitting that middle step. Yeah. Of getting lost. I mean, like, if I went by myself or if Devin and I didn't have, like, an agenda. Right, like, places right. to be and things right. to see and, and yeah. people to meet up with. Sure. Then we could just spend a day or two just fucking around and yeah. getting lost. That's fun. But, like, my first day there, of course, my phone didn't fucking work. Because I bought an eSIM card. You know, because your SIM, your phone's not going to work. It's a real card in the thing, but okay. Yeah, you have a real card in your phone. But when you go over there, you can get a new SIM card when you get there. Or, well, with my plan, because I called Mm -hmm. them and I was like, hey, what do I do? Because when I went to Mexico, I discovered my phone's not going to work. And, but with this, my phone and its plan, you can just pay them, like, I think it was like $12 or something. Mm -hmm. And then they upgrade, they like upgrade you to the Mexican plan. And so that works over here. But Europe is a completely different system. So like, oh, you're going to Europe, you need to get a new SIM card or you can just get a, for $20, you buy an eSIM. And so then you load right. it, and it basically just changes your SIM or, like, re-identifies your SIM card as a European SIM card. But it wouldn't fucking load. And I couldn't get it to work. For days and days, I finally, like, got a hold of the people. And this woman's like, oh, yeah, if you have the internet access, then we can kind of walk you through this. And I was like, I'm on a train somewhere. Like, I was somewhere else when I finally got a hold of her. I'm like, I don't have Wi-Fi right now. And she's like, well, call me back when you get to your hotel. I'm like, fine. So I call back and I finally get through to another person. And now this new person's like, no, there's nothing we can do. I'm like, this other person said there is. And she's like, yeah. So I had to like go down, which is a little bit nerve wracking because Devin was doing her own. She was like getting ready. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take care of this. So when I leave the hotel, I step out, you know, it's like, (laughs) you know, it's like jumping into the water in the ocean. And you're like, okay, now I'm not tethered. Like if somebody grabs me or if I get lost out here. I have no way of but communicating. But you've been to Europe before without a cell phone. Yeah. You'd be fine. Yeah. There's as, lots of... Yeah. As long as you don't get lost, you kind of... So I just had to, like, keep my wits about me and, you know... Yeah. And I've also... I have many more decades now of being terrified by, you know, the internet telling me that somebody's going to kidnap me or rob me every second of my life. No, So I'm always looking over me. my shoulder. I'm watching for people watching me. Like, mm-hmm. watching if they just kind of see where my wallet is. You know, I'm, I'm looking for signs that I'm going to get fucking rolled. So anyway, I finally like I find the with using my Wi-Fi from the room on my on my map, I was able to find this little cell store, cellular store that will sell me a, a SIM card. And it's just on the other side of the block from where I am. So I'm like, great, I'll just go down here, walk down two blocks, walk up a block. Of course, I go out to the hotel, I go down two blocks, and I go to make my right. That street's blocked off and there's like a truck and there's scaffolding and shit, so I'm like, great. We have a monkey wrench. I'll just go back around and go the other way through the block. And you're looking for a phone store? You're looking for a yeah. SIM card? Okay. Like a, one of those cell phone stores. They have them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Here, too. You've seen them? Yes. Yeah. 
they have cases in the window, like yeah. a cell phone case. So I walk in, I'm like, you have a uh, Euro SIM card? And he's like, yeah. I was like, cool. Uh, I'd like to buy one. And he's like, shows me the plans. He's like, it's $12 for this one. And he's like, kind of shows me the menu of things. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to be here for a few days. This is great. And he get, takes my phone. He takes out my SIM card, wraps it in plastic for me, puts in the new SIM card, turns my phone. And he's like, do, 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 dials all the things. And he just like handles it. Yeah. Fucking love this guy. <laughs> Hands me back my phone. I'm able to call Devin. I'm like, I'm back online. So crisis averted. But there was like my first couple of days in Munich, I had no phone. So I couldn't like post anything. I couldn't figure out where I was. I didn't feel confident in exploring really because if I got lost, there's no way for me to get back. You know what I'm saying? But you did it. I did it. You yeah. could do it again. Sure. Now you know. Now you got Munich's no big deal. Yeah. Back and, to your hand. And I have my German uh, SIM card if I ever go back, you know. Oh, do you, you kept it. Yeah. And it works in Germany. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but then, of course, then we took the train down through the Alps to Florence. And then, of course, as soon as we crossed the border, now my phone doesn't work Ooh. again. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to get the Italian SIM <laughs> card. Now I have to go get an Italian SIM card. So I want to I stop it there, but how sure. was the train ride through the Alps? Pretty fucking epic. I mean, it was, again, it was a little bit confusing because... I guess it's because it's an Italian train. It was in Munich, right? Mm-hmm. So the Germans are organized. They have got it dialed in. They've got times are efficient and correct. But then you go into Italy and no one gives a shit. Like everyone's just kind of like, man, maybe we'll be on time. Maybe we won't. <laughs> maybe we'll drive on this side of the road today. Who knows? God love you if you survive. But like Munich, so we get on the train and there's no seat assignments. And so we're like, okay, well, where do we sit? And we sit, we finally like, Everybody's just kind of packing, packing their stuff up. We get on it, and we've got we've got like these four giant fucking rolling bags with mm-hmm. us. So we finally get place for those. We sit in our seats, and these conductor people are going around like looking for people's tickets or answering questions and being helpful and stuff. And some other lady who's like right near us is like, "It's okay, we're sitting here." And she's like, "This is the handicapped area. You can't sit here. I mean, you can sit here, but if anyone needs this area, you're gonna have to go." Right. And I'm like, "This isn't gonna work, Dev. Like, I don't." I don't want to be, I don't want somebody to have to ask us to leave. You know, I don't want somebody who needs to sit there to be in that position. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't want to have to make new arrangements halfway through the journey. When they might not be available in right. the same way. Am I going to have to stand over here? Like, let's just sort this shit out now. So I, she's like, okay, I'll wait here. So I start walking around. And the next car over has like the little Harry Potter rooms. like with the Yeah. Little, mm-hmm. And so I walk by. And there's like two people in there. And there's just all their bags are over the rest of the seats. And there's like a little card with names on, in front of all these doors. And I see this other couple that was also kind of looking around like we were. Like, I think mm-hmm. they were from um, I don't know, the Midwest somewhere. North Carolina, perhaps. And I Not hear, the Midwest, but yeah. And I hear him talking to another one of these ticket places. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. I know, the Midwest, like in, North Carolina. Insert you know. miscellaneous place I've ever been or you cared fucking about. fucking coastal elite yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Anyway, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So I hear them talking to this lady, and she opens this door and says something, 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 and whatever in language. Italian or German? I, or... I, I couldn't really even hear. Okay. I think it might have been a mixture. She might have said something in both languages because she didn't know. Mm-hmm. She's like, which is German, and then, you know, maybe French, just to like, you know, they all start like kind of chit chatting, and they all pick up their bags, and then it kind of move and then like 
I think they got up and left, actually. And then the, the other couple came in and sat down. And I turned to her and I was like, can we sit here? Or like, how does this? And I showed her my ticket. She's like, you have no seat assignment. Just sit in here. And I was like, great. Thank you so much. And so I threw my coat in there and like turned around in my bag. I think I had my satchel, like my over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I threw that in there and I ran back and I was like, Devin, like, let's go. I got us a spot. So we picked up our bags and before anyone else got in there, we got in there and then we're sitting with this couple from the Midwest from whatever, wherever they're sitting wherever and they were they're they were nice enough Chicago no no Kansas I think it was North Carolina because I okay. said something about the peanut thing and they were like yeah yeah the peanut thing Georgia they had peanuts in Georgia no no the boiled peanuts yes where they eat boiled peanuts in North Carolina right I imagine they eat them in lots of places but yes I think it's in the south no they don't eat them in lots of places or I mean I'm sorry the Midwest is like the, North Carolina is North Carolina uh, the south North Carolina is considered the south Oh, I'm thinking so North Dakota. North, I, North Dakota placement. would be considered Midwest, Upper Midwest. Placement, but but I think they yes. were from North Carolina. Okay, where they do the boiled, boiled peanuts. peanuts. Yeah, I've never had a boiled peanut. They're not that great. They're not. They're not bad, but yeah. I don't know. Well, how was the food on the train? How long was the train? It was from Munich to Florence. It was a few hours. It was like five hours or so. Mm-hmm. Um, no food was served. There was a like a little. They called it a bar cart, but it was just. Two or three cars up, there was another car, like with these little Harry Potter rooms, mm-hmm. and this guy was sitting there with the lights off, with <laughs> some kind of little cart, and he had, um, uh, Devin, of course, drinks the Diet Soda, I was like, you have a Coke Zero? Nobody has Diet Coke. It's all Coke Zero. And there are no Pepsi products to be found. So you're just like, do you have a Coke Zero? And he's like, I'm out. I'm like, cool. So I'll just take the regular Coke, and I got a sandwich. They had a Caesar salad sandwich. And... Um, couple bags of chips pretzels and just some stuff yeah usual trash (laughs) nothing different nothing special usual trash the usual trash you find on a train universal trash yeah but then so then we arrive in uh verona so our train lands in verona we change we change trains and the second train we get on oh my god i'm gonna stop you right there okay because that's where i want to end it okay okay and And then we're gonna we're gonna take this we're gonna take this from verona Next okay. week. All right. Okay. It's Tune in next John. week <laughs> in Fair Verona. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, Johnny.